0: Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Kyle's brand new tattoo. That's all I want to talk about, Tate. There's nothing else going on in the world. Kyle got a goddamn tattoo with OSP on it. Yes. We have to talk about it. That's, yes. uh, my mind is blown right now. He thought... Kyle, are you there? Yeah, Kyle. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, he's here. We're going to talk to him. <laughs> We're going to talk to him during the podcast, but go ahead, Tate. Say what you want to say.
1: I just wanted to say that, you know, I think we, we led this... Because we came at him last week. We were upset that he left for Rosillo's pod. We were yelling at him. You know, we were saying he's gonna leave our podcast. And then guess what he did? He went out, he showed dedication, you know? He took took the onus upon he himself. Did. You know what I mean? And maybe that's what the O stands for in the tattoo. I don't know. You gotta figure out another acronym if this doesn't quite work out and we go back to T <laughs> I've been thinking we're so
2: g- hard about
0: what else it could be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> we're gonna we will unpack everything. Um, but yeah, we're, we're we're gonna go through it all. Uh, that's what we want to talk about today. Is Kyle? If you're if you're out of the loop, when was this, Kyle? Friday night? That was Friday afternoon, night. Yeah, yeah. Friday afternoon, LA time. Friday night, evening slash East Coast time. Whatever. Around that time frame, Kyle got his first tattoo. Uh, and we have some thoughts on it. We're going to talk about it on the show. Uh, I also went to Dallas for five days. I don't want to lose sight of this day. T- is that? I visited both TCU and SMU's basketball programs. I went to their practices. Um, I was basically like a recruit. I was a five-star recruit and got the treatment from the two, from the Dallas and Fort Worth schools. Uh, you and I have pegged this as the college basketball rivalry of the future. So I want to talk about my experience. But we have to talk about Kyle's tattoo. That's where we begin the show. That's where we're probably going to end the show. Um, and we're going to get into all of that. But first. Woody Durham. Woody Durham. All right, welcome to the Teed Up podcast. We are going back to the old name. Team. Yes, it's, it's official. Time. I just I gave it a here. lot of thought. It's uh, it just complete coincidence that this would be the first podcast where we go back to the old name of Teed Up. Kyle, are you cool with that? Uh, uh, no, no, I'm not cool with that. <laughs> that's I'm tough. not cool with that. So, that's uh, tough.
2: I'll I'll sue you guys if we turn, if we change the name.
0: <laughs> Let me. Let me set the stage for what happened because not, th- thankfully, not all of our listeners live on Twitter, and God bless you for not doing that. Shout out to the seven percent. I still love you, um, and all that. But I, I, you know, I would never suggest that that you must get a Twitter account to follow the happenings of One Shining Podcast. Don't do it. It's not worth it. If you're already on Twitter and you've already been sucked into the trap that is Twitter, the cesspool that is Twitter.com, then welcome. Join us. Join us on this ride. <laughs> yeah, then enjoy it. But it's if great. you haven't Good yet. Times. Yeah, enjoy. Well, let's have some fun together. But if you haven't yet, um, you may have missed what was certainly in our world. The I mean, is is Tate initial reaction? Is this bigger than the Sean Miller wiretap or not? Is this bigger than Rick Pitino getting fired? Like, where does this rank for you, Kyle getting a tattoo?
1: I think it, just in shock value, it's definitely a, a above both of those. Because at the end of the day, you know, Sean Miller. and would Rick agree. Pitino, you know, it, there's an expectation that that may come at some point. I did not think that Kyle would come. And do this? Uh, wow, that was that was a lot of words there. That that may have led to if we were talking about Rick Pitino, that'd be really sad. <laughs> that was great, but Kyle, dude, we're, 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 Kyle, Kyle, no, came dude, up we got delivered. off, we
0: got off Rick Pitino. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're done, Wait. we're <laughs> done, we're done with those jokes. Those jokes were dead. We did that last week. I, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm still in NFL, you know, football mindset at the time. But Kyle, you when you texted us Friday, I did not believe it. Right? That was your first response. He was just like, "I'm going to go get a tattoo, thinking about doing OSP," and you know. I don't think I responded because I was just like, there's no way that's going to happen. And then before I could even like take it all in and digest that, it already happened.
2: It did. I was sitting at the dark room, um, well, I think my my second beer in. I was just strictly kinda,
1: sober. You're sober. It was payday. At this point. Yeah, I okay. mean,
2: yeah, yeah, sure. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, was, it was payday. It was like, you know, it was, it was two two pints in. I only had three before I left and I just uh, my friend was going to do it. He was having uh tr- trials and tribulations figuring out if he wanted to stay in Los Angeles. We're living in the same room right now and he had decided he was going to stay and he said he's getting a tattoo and I was like, word.
1: So he also got OSP tattooed on No, Nike?
2: <laughs> no he did oh, not. Okay. He got oh. a he got a Nike football helmet. Um but he wanted he wanted me to go to the place and show them, like get a quote for him because he's not the richest guy in the world. So he wanted mm. to see if he was gonna be able to afford it. And he he's like, I didn't get an email, so just go and show them. So I went over to the. Tattoo so he was point. like,
1: let's send white collar Kyle there. They're gonna give him a fair rate, you know. Yeah, that's what he was thinking. So head. I was just
2: going originally to check out the price and see if he could even afford this. <laughs> okay, um, and I got there kind of early, and uh, I was thinking about, I was like, fuck it, I might just get a tattoo today. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, what you guys need to know is there's not always a reason for everything there's not yeah. always one reason for okay everything.
0: so first of all let's let's explain to the audience again if you missed it on twitter the tattoo is on your right forearm is yeah. it
2: yeah yeah correct yes
0: it's, it's a dominant it's on hand. your right forearm it mm-hmm. says osp and block letters and there's a palm tree going through the s uh, which kind of which kind Makes of looks like a dollar sign. sign. Yeah. Kind of yeah, that was
2: that was part of it. That was part of it. Um, which I like that. I had, I had met up with my barber. He was having his lunch at the um, at the dark room, and I was telling him I was thinking about it, and I was just like thinking the letters, and I was like maybe I'll put it inside a basketball. And he's like, No, you look like a fucking guy who never got to live out his hoop dreams. Don't do that. Yeah, good point. So I didn't do that. And He's like, You should put something in there, like maybe a palm tree. And I was like, Oh yeah, okay. And then I thought it, when I sh- went to the lady at the place, she was a really nice lady. Uh, at the tattoo parlor and she was like she just put it through the s and i was like that actually looks pretty good let's do that so i didn't have any graphics or anything to show them we kind of made it on like a microsoft word sort of document and it looked all right it looked
1: good enough for me so, did, what did you go through? Like, how many iterations of things that mean a lot to you? Because right, people get tattoos of things that mean a lot to them on their like. What What went through your mind to get to OSP? Oh, dude, it before, means a lot. It means a lot to us. I know. I know
2: it means a lot to me. Uh, before this, it was going to be a Boba Fett helmet. I'm a big Star Wars fan, so okay. I mean, it was going to be dumb. Let's put it that way. It was not going to be <laughs> like a a super. <laughs> a, it wasn't going to be like a prolific tattoo. Boba Fett dies really early. Every you had, time so you, you had see, it narrowed so down
0: father. to the. <laughs> You had to narrow down to like the greatest uh cinematic universe ever created, uh, the greatest film franchise the commercially ever created, or one shining podcast. Yeah, correct. correct. That means Work, a lot. Working title. It's like it's like what they say about
2: like people who love football. It's like you love the game, but has it
0: ever loved you back?
2: And Boba Fett has never so- loved me back, you know?
0: Yeah, you texted me on Friday. I, I did this. Tate ignores the text because that's what Tate does. Tate like Tate like goes to God knows where on the weekends and like is has you, you can't you don't hear from Tate. And then Monday morning, like you send Tate like seven text messages over the weekend for seven different things. And then on Monday morning, when he comes to, and he He's got like a black eye recovers from whatever the hell, yeah. Whatever the hell he was doing over the weekend, he just responds to all your texts all at once, and you'll get just like a stream of text. It's like ha ha ha. No, I didn't see that. Oh, dude, that's cool. That's sweet. I'm uh, be and late. it's like he just. <laughs> hey, phones phone so, off
1: for the weekend. No screens.
0: <laughs> uh, fr- Friday night uh, or Friday Friday morning. Yeah, I get the text from Kyle. I I knew Tay wasn't gonna respond, so I responded. I did like the fake thing too, where I, I I thought like there's no way this is real. You said I'm getting the Boba Fett helmet, or is, is that what the guy's name was, Boba Fett? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, okay, so I, I'm I'm not a nerd. I don't I don't know Star Wars. Uh, so you're getting the Boba Fett helmet, or um, you're gonna get an OSP logo or whatever. And I thought I said ha ha ha, that would be funny if you got an OSP thing, like or that'd be interesting, whatever there was 0% chance in my mind that you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I, I, I thought I, first of all, I thought there was like a 20% chance you're actually going to get a tattoo. And if you did get a tattoo, it was going to be the Boba Fett thing. And if it was the Boba Fett thing it was going to be on like your ass or like your shoulder blade or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you completely blew me away, Kyle. Uh, the question now becomes, said. do you have any regrets with this yet?
2: No, not yet. It's it hasn't even really been like Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. No. I mean, people are mean on Twitter, but that's like it's fine. It doesn't really matter. Um I'm like a I'm like a sentimental tip. Like this was this podcast was really like the first to, to, way to prove to people that like hired me that I wasn't like a doofus, you know? <laughs> you know, it was it was it was nephew. <laughs> I was nephew I, Kyle and it was like, you know, oh he's doing podcasts now. So it was like, you know, you had you had gone over like your last producer yeah. left you had a new one you yeah, weren't you I weren't the happiest I, guy I, you were kind of mean to me Mike Titus when we first started but you know a couple episodes in true, it was I like was. a couple episodes in it was like all right this guy's not an idiot you know and it, and it's a successful pod and
1: um when Kyle when you stepped in I was doing our pod editing our pod <laughs> while also hosting our pod and editing all these other pods so I'm going crazy I'm about to lose my mind and then Bill's like why don't you just let Kyle do it and I'm like <laughs> Does he know how to do it? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Does he know how to do it? What are you the talking about? No. I and, did. I and, did and know an, how to do
2: protos. And, and the
1: answer was yes. The answer was everyone was telling me that he wouldn't know how to do it. So therefore, I'm confused. And then Kyle does it the first day, and he's like, "Yeah, I edit audio in my free time. I, I can do all this stuff in, in my sleep." And I'm like, "What? Are we, what have we been doing? Why are you killing me?" So Kyle, you saved. <laughs> you saved us. You saved. You saved me personally. That's for sure. So Kyle, you are the show. You are the show. Oh,
0: man. Uh, is there was there a part of it like we have been in the last what month or so um getting on you jokingly i think jokingly <laughs> i can't really tell sometimes with me uh about Where? how you prioritize all the in fact i tweeted from the osp account from our account you said you got your tattoo and i even at the moment like you you were in the dark room or something you took a picture of your beer glass and i tweet i i from the osp account like i quote tweeted that and i put something like uh, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. If Kyle actually shows up or if he prioritizes, who knows <laughs> if he prioritizes our podcast anymore. I like made like a comment about that. Cause that's what I've been doing for the last month or so, joking about how we are at least third on your list, if not lower with, with Bill being number one and Rosillo number two. And now Tate and I are third on your list. Uh, so my question is, are we responsible for this Kyle? Was there like some subconscious part of you that was like, I'm going to show these guys that I do care because if that's the case, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, listen, like I said, there's not one
2: thing. Please I mean, tell me part, I didn't
1: push you to this. <laughs> I want to take 100 percent full responsibility for this, but also none of the blame for this. So yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> know if there's any blame. There might be some responsibility.
2: I don't know if there's any blame, but there might be some responsibility on on you two assholes. But what I but like like I said before, it wasn't one thing. Like if it wasn't payday, I definitely wouldn't have went. If I didn't go to the dark room first. <laughs> probably wouldn't have went. Yeah. You know what I mean? If my friend hadn't, dis- like, had a come-to-Jesus moment and decided to stay and get a fucking huge tattoo on himself for the first time, I probably wouldn't have went. You know what I mean? If, I, if he knew how to work an email and sent those people an email instead of having me courier it over to them, I probably wouldn't have got it. So, I mean, definitely the fact that you were making me feel shitty had something to do <laughs> with it. But I, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think you can take all the credit for it.
1: It wasn't a feelings thing, that's for sure. I will say, 1.06 p.m., we get we get a text from Kyle. And Titus, you said, dude, we got to talk about this on the pod. Uh, and Kyle, the last words that you said, I really hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> to, to no response. To no response from either, from either one either of us. Any, any sort of help. Or, like, I, I remember seeing that and being like, yeah, I hope it doesn't suck either. And then the next one is the picture of you with the tattoo. At, like, what, like 4.30 yeah. or something? No, 6.12 p.m. 6.12. We're doing timeline. Yeah. And then that, that comes out. And then... You know, we were all excited, right? I think that we gave you the right response. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, It, if it you could have been like us, laughing emojis yeah, or something. Yeah, and we were just like making fun of you, yeah. and Titus is like tweeting it out. Like, look at this dumbass. Like, that would that would have been the worst way to do it. I wasn't sure
2: that wouldn't happen either,
1: so that was cool. Exactly. We said that's so, our producer. We gave, we gave him the T.O. quarterback pro- moment. Dude,
0: yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Kyle. Like, I think it's batshit insane, but then I've given it more <laughs> thought, and here's where I've arrived. You and I are just different people and that's fine. Like I I realized there's not a there's not a single thing I like I'm I'm just very averse to tattoos and it had nothing to do with your tattoo. I think like you could have gotten literally any tattoo anywhere. I've given this a lot of thought cuz I was thinking like am I the asshole and I think the answer is yes. Um the reason I was so shocked is just I just think I'm personally averse to tattoos and I would I would personally probably never ever get a tattoo under any circumstance. So therefore I like project my thoughts on the matter onto other people. And I think a lot of people do this. A lot of the people on Twitter that are assholes do probably never gotten tattoos, and are just like, "Why would anyone want to do that to themselves?" But obviously, there are people out like there's so many worse tattoos that exist in the world. So you do you, man. Like if that makes you happy and you have no regrets.
2: Yeah, cool. sounds but a little we,
0: condescending, but said, I we accept, changing the name. I accept that, and that I don't said, think we you are can change the, name the, name the, name. Of the <laughs>
1: podcast. <laughs> the name is changing. What uh, my theory on all this, Titus, and you you can give your thoughts on this as well. I think that this is one of three. I think that it, it was nice of us to get the yeah. first. I think he broke the seal with us, which was very kind because you know yeah. we, we broke the seal with his producing, his budding producing career at this point. But first, there's OSP on the right arm. Then he's gonna go left arm. He's gonna Rosillo's face, just <laughs> just dual threat, just Rosillo's yep. head, grizzly beard on him. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Just gonna look great on that left forearm. And then back, he's gonna go full 50 Cent instead of the 50. It's gonna be BS, and then it's just the Ringer Podcast yep. Network at the top, and then just all the many characters that are involved in this. And I, I think that's is there, is that's there a, the best way that this ends. Is there a
0: cons- compensation hey, element Kyle, like a no, NASCAR you, driver? no, like there will I, be no
1: <laughs> Kyle, no, there will be no compensation, Kyle. This is for art. It's Here's for the, the art. best
0: way to do it, Kyle. Do a uh, do get the Bill Simmons podcast in text. Put on your <laughs> butt, where uh, one of the O's is your butthole. Nice in, pod, in uh, podcast or in Simmons. Mm, it's like that, a lot of letters. He'll though. love that. Bill was. I, I listened to your uh, I listened to Bill's pod by the way with Sal. On my face. <laughs> <laughs> he was so shook. I He's know. so shook by this. I love it. That's
1: that. Can we say that's the best part? That's the silver lining of this whole situation. Regardless, oh, if, it's definitely it, the best part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the silver lining is that Bill took an affront that nephew Kyle, aka we call him producer Kyle, on these parts, and that's probably why you got you know this pod, you know this tattoo yeah. on our podcast. Uh, but he was very upset because he, it should have been a BS in his mind. But BS doesn't look as good. Oh yeah, you know people are gonna think bullshit. Yeah, as soon as they see that. Absolutely. When they see OSP, they're gonna think other something. And it's not like a
2: dude's initials I'm putting on myself when it's OSP.
1: It, people may think it is like your girlfriend's initials, maybe or not someone
2: anymore, else. Because see that? Oh, that was the other part on Friday. I broke <laughs> up with her. I haven't talked to her since. Oh, so I left her on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All
1: right. Well, there's the update of the year right there. Oh, oh so again. that was Live another part. Oh. yeah. So this was just a complete.
0: Kyle, I, yeah, this is a pivot. All right, so <laughs> um it's a life pivot. Here, here's the thing. I'm coming out, Kyle. I'm coming out to Los Angeles in like three weeks. I want to say, yeah. And staying through Christmas, uh, we have to have a we have to have a get together at the dark room. We're gonna do this for the fans. Um Well, those are production we, meetings. We got to do some. I I, I want to like I I was so stunned by the OSP thing, and I just I I, I want to buy you some drinks. But then I thought like, what if I buy your group of friends some drinks? And I was like, eh, I don't know if I trust Kyle's friends. I don't um,
2: trust Kyle's friends, dude. Don't buy my friends' drinks. Yeah, they're dark room friends. You want people to meet you at the dark room. You don't want to meet people at the dark room.
1: Right, right. That's a good way to so, look at it. Yeah, um, I think that that can all that can all work itself out. I just I'm happy that you're in good spirits about the whole thing because yeah. as soon as like Bill yeah. and all these other people, oh, are I'm getting picking a text this up. from yeah. the Joe House, like counts of carbs. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It's it's a lot that you were put under, and, and as soon as I saw that, you know, again, I wasn't really looking at my phone all weekend, but I caught up on everything and. Uh, People, you know, anything related to Bill's podcast, coming from experience, you're just going to get shit on, no matter what. So I think it was, it would be, a, it would have been a lot worse. It would have been a lot worse if you had a Bill Simmons oh, tattoo. man, yeah. I mean, you would have never come talk back about from polarizing. That. Yeah, that um, would have that would have broken Twitter for the day. So I think you made the right decision. Unbiased, Kyle, was, objectively, was, was, was any
0: was any part of this um, a, a job security play? Because you know, Tate and I, if if the day comes where we're like. Man, Kyle's kind of unreliable as a producer. This is kind of pissing me off. You know that we're <laughs> too soft to like do anything about it because we're going to be like, "Ah, but he did get the tattoo." Are we really going to like try to get rid of a guy who got a tattoo on of us on his forearm? Like I said, was it that can't the play? be. It did can't this be into your mind at all.
2: It wasn't one thing. Like I said, it wasn't one thing. It was more of a name security <laughs> thing. Maybe more of a you know. I kind of put my put my mark on the OSP T shirt so this was just sort of the solidifying.
0: Oh, dude, we do need a T shirt of this. Some. Uh, well, l- Kyle That wouldn't be a bad t-shirt years, I was with uh, a palm tree That'd be awesome I, I want the picture You know what I want We should like get it upside down Or get a picture of like your forearm Like on the t-shirt I realized Just I said like it a- upside
2: down And didn't switch it over So everyone's like Wow this guy is actually really dumb They thought it was like uh, <laughs> DSO or something Lowercase D-S-S-O, I I don't know
1: Are you kidding me? People were Can saying this it? Oh my god That's Twitter right? Yeah
0: since you're in good spirits about the whole thing, can I share with you my favorite comment that I saw on on this that uh, made me laugh hysterically? And I hope you have a good sense of humor. About I'm sure it. I will. Been here this for a while now. So, someone someone texted me this. Uh, he said that every time you jerk off for the rest of your life, you're going to think of Tate and I. Now, damn that that is true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was just
2: I was just looking. I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. the one.
1: You might have to go. Wait, left. no, it's not true. If, it's not true. You're lefty. You left your zell? Yeah. You, oh, all right. <laughs> it's not true.
0: Oh you write with your right. <laughs> I
2: write with my right hand. And okay.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Oh god, too much information. Nah, we'll cut <laughs> oh it.
1: Oh lord. So Rosillo, oh, <laughs> that'll be tough. That'll Rucilla. be tough. <laughs> I
2: would like to ask uh, if there's an just in case the unthinkable happens and this podcast goes away or changes in name or form um it's just anything that osp could also stand for that's
1: that i could tell people would be great <laughs> i mean it could be like you know you could go opp obviously and take, take there's always a cover up cha- that can change happen the i the p change the p to s and this other suck suckers you know ah oh, you you, could, know, you, you, you could, could flip it whatever you could, way
0: you could very easily turn it into bbb and do big baller brand ooh I could very easily convert it to that. I could. I
2: I don't know if I yeah. could live with myself if Which I is- did that.
1: Well, dude, there's a chance that you're running the big baller brand podcast network in in the in the next year or so. You know what I mean? That at this rate, everyone's coming for you. They're like, look at this guy. He's dedicated to this pods. I love this so. Kyle, much. Kyle, I'm
0: going to be 100. I'm going to be 100 honest to you, and and then we'll move on. We, we will talk about uh, uh, something else. Something basketball, right? <laughs> we'll figure it out later. But um, uh. I genuinely, when we started One Shining Pod, so for those for the a little inside baseball for the people that have been following us for a while, for the fans since the teed up days, Tate. Yeah. We had the teed up podcast. We felt like the teed up podcast was almost, I don't know if overproduced was the right word. It was just very vanilla to Tate and I. Like we wanted to have more fun with it. We wanted to let loose. We wanted to to have we just wanted a rebrand. A right. Searchable we love the teed up yeah. name. We thought, let's keep the teed up name. But then Group Think got involved. It, it kind of like became a thing. More people a lot of chefs in the kitchen throwing out ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't have any They decided that teed experience. up was too hard to... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, they decided that teed up was too hard to spell. When And, and I don't <laughs> necessarily think that was wrong. because
1: That was right. Because, <laughs> that was right. Yeah, yeah, no one could ever find it. Yeah, agreed.
0: No one ever knew what teed up was. So they decided to change the name to One Shiny Pod. And Tate and I said, eh, it's like a B, B-plus name. Like, we don't hate it, whatever. But... In the back of our minds, we actually talked about this, Tate. I don't know if you remember with with the things that you do over the weekend. I don't know if you really remember any of this shit. Um, but <laughs> we, we had a conversation where we were like, who really gives a shit like – in a year or two, we're doing we're gonna lose the one Shining podcast part and just go with Titus and Tate <laughs> oh, as the fuck. name anyway, right? Like yeah. that was the idea. It was TNT. Like, I must not have been cc would on that yeah. email. Yeah, we okay. were going yeah. TNT. Kyle's not on this meeting. So the plan from day one with One Shining Podcast, the reason if you like look on the logo or, or the little logo they created for us, or like the actual uh, official name, it's one shining podcast with Titus and Tate, and the reason it's with Titus and Tate was because the plan was always We're gonna cut off the one shining podcast part and just become Titus and Tate, and it'll be just the Titus and Tate show. The problem was we couldn't launch it as that because no one knows who the hell we are. Yes, and still to a certain extent, no one knows who the hell we are. Well, people know that was always the plan, Kyle. (laughs) The second part that was always the plan, and now here we are. We can't change the name now.
1: I think I think we can still change the if name. If you change
2: the name, it'll just be vintage. I'll
0: just have like a
1: vintage Yeah. It's oh, like that's if, true. if you had like a teed up tattoo, everyone would be like, Man, Kyle's been down with those guys from day one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know what you're doing, Tate. Yeah, that's that's, fine. that's he's what he's looking I, at me right now. Yeah, I, know,
1: I know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, just don't get upset when it changes. That's for sure. Just just take that. I'm saying, guys, hit me with those alternative <laughs> OSP names, please.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm like a, I'm, I feel like I'm being held hostage by Kyle's right forearm right now, which makes like, me think:
1: What if this was a company move? What if Kyle Kyle was ooh. just a company ploy? You know, they're like, we got to get this guy to get tatted, keep these guys in, in line. line. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, I'm change, like, I'm changing like my could, whole we, tune towards we, Kyle we, right now, from friend to folk. Quickly. I'm a double agent. Like, uh, I might yeah, be a double the Ringer,
0: agent. <laughs> the Ringer brass had a meeting, and they were like, "Listen, we really like the Titus and Tate podcast. We want to keep those guys around." Uh, what if we offer them like a five-year contract and someone stood up and was like, no, no, I got a better idea. What if we convince Kyle to get a tattoo? (laughs) Yes.
1: And guess what that equals? Lifetime guilt. That's a contract for life. And then Titus
0: and Tate, Tate we own them for the rest of their lives because they can't leave because we have Kyle and Kyle has the tattoo and they will be guilted in disdain here for the rest of their lives. I guess I could always put
2: RIP OSP above it if it's like, yeah, if shit goes south.
0: Yeah, dude. Are you, for real, are you gonna get more tattoos?
2: Do you think? I don't know. I'm I'm taking this one at a time. I do. Even when I was sitting there, I was like, "Am I gonna get this tattoo?" I'm not really sure. And mm-hmm. then I, before I knew it, I was sitting in the chair.
1: <laughs> did it hurt? Not
2: really. It was just like a pinch. Oh, it was that's a pinch. good. I, so I, I, I that's did. I did start my, sweating, oh, and I think God. they said you might pass out. And I was like, "It doesn't hurt," but I uh I started sweating. She gave me a little glass of water, and I was fine.
1: Do you is your arm still red? That's like the thing, too. No, like and I'm, I'm get...
2: like a white. Like if you pinch me, I'm gonna get red. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like
1: I'm I'm a real true white guy but it's not um so you didn't bruise like a peach no, no blood i'm okay that? Yeah. all right see it sounds like you went to a professional operation which makes me question even more who <laughs> sent you on this mission hundred dollars tape oh hundred dollars not bad right yeah it was a payday so it was a payday it does check out never mind maybe i'm wrong I god bless wanna, you kyle yeah god bless you kyle you're the best we couldn't ask for anything better than that it, especially in a time when there's literally nothing going on in the world of college basketball and we're just waiting pensively oh. on pins and needles wait oh there's
0: something what lo- Let's take a break, and then uh, I want to talk about my trip to Dallas because I do have a lot of information. I, got, I went to both practices. Uh, I saw the facilities. Um, I have some stories to tell from that, uh, but we might revisit the tattoo. Keep your microphone on, Kyle. <laughs> All right, we, we interrupt the talk about Kyle's tattoo to talk to you guys about Stitch Fix, an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, your budget, your lifestyle. Stitch Fix can help you find your new favorite piece of clothing. Just go to stitchfix.com/shining and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, how much you want to spend on each item, what kind of tattoos you have, and you'll be paired <laughs> with your very own personal stylist who will handpick 5 items to send right to your door. Then you try them on, and here's the key part: Tate. you pay only for what you love. And you return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. There is no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments, or you can get your fix whenever you want. I go I go in and out with, with styles too. Like I don't know how you shop for close date, but I, I like I I do like the I'm still on the uh, the the elementary school kid going back to school move where like I dump like five hundred dollars on my wardrobe at one point, and then I wait like three years until I buy new clothes. So uh, that would be me. I would Perfect. I would wait to get my fix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stitch Fix's styling fee is only twenty dollars, which is applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. Get started now at stitchfix.com/shining, and you'll get an extra, extra twenty five percent off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com/shining to get started today. Stitchfix.com/shining. Back to the podcast. All right, we're back. Kyle, after 20 plus minutes of tattoo talk, uh, maybe more, we'll see where it goes. Uh I, w- I want to talk about this tape because I did, I spent five days in Dallas, Fort Worth area. Um And as you said, there's like, there's, we're, we're not quite to the preseason. Is it preseason college basketball yet? At what point is it preseason time for college basketball? When are I- we going to like, when I get to LA, basically October. Yeah,
1: that's when it will be for real. People. I mean, when practice starts, right? So like next week, that's when people will start caring again.
0: Oh, that's true. So okay. we'll, we'll
1: give it. We'll give it next we'll week start, when practice starts. That's when the real college. That's when the kinpom fans are. But here's the are thing. getting the out in the world,
0: the the funny thing. So l- let's talk about this for a second. I have a complaint about the whole the way practice starts now is ruined. It's been ruined. Mid- Midnight Madness is gone. Um, it used to be. For those uh, who don't know, and uh, I always assume that most people do know this stuff because I know it, but um, you know, it's it's been the, the rules have changed for long enough now. There are probably people that follow college basketball didn't realize that this was ever a rule. That it used to be like all practices started on the same. I think it was October fifteenth. Yeah, it was just like the 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 ironclad date every October fifteenth. Um, or if it wasn't then it was like a Friday night, but I, I'm pretty sure it was like October fifteenth. Uh, and, and schools, would, it is, it was like midnight. You could practice. The so schools did all the Midnight Madness thing, and it was a phenomenon. And everyone, like at midnight, would you were now allowed to start practicing, so they would sell all the tickets to the fans, and they would pack the arenas. And, and play a and scrimmage. It would just turn into a big show. And yeah. Bill Self and Tom Izzo would come out on a Harley Davidson dressed in costume and would dance, and everyone would laugh and say, wow, this is, this is what college basketball is all about, folks. Um, they've since change the rule to where like all the excitement about the start of the season is gone. It, it It's like what, seven weeks before your first game or six weeks before your first game yeah. is when you can practice, which people, their first games are not on the same day. So that's, that right there is like not a unified day that everyone's starting practice, uh. But then it's no longer midnight either. It's like whatever time in the day. I don't know. It, the, the point is, midnight madness is gone. Schools still do these events. Yeah, right? just for the tickets. Where, and, uh, yeah, for
1: the for the show. Yeah, they still all.
0: have the events where it's like an early season thing. But so Drake midnight can come madness shoot air gone. Balls. Tate, and yeah, and what makes matters worse is like schools are now practicing already. And I say this as someone who just went to TCU practice and SMU practice. So like what. I mean I know the I think there's like time restrictions on what you can do right now but there's there's time restrictions once the season starts too I don't really get it it's all like it's all semantics at this point of when the official practice starts and they still say they'll still announce next week like practice officially starts just to try to make it feel like it's some big moment in time for college basketball, but it's not the same. It's just not the same, and It's de- that's my complaint.
1: It's definitely not the same, but it's also, it feels like something that they did to kind of fit into the new world of, we got to get these young guys in and try to get them as much practice time as possible before the season starts, you know? It seems like it's leaned in on that side right. of things. The the, the Calipari rules, right. you know? And then if, if you do start practice now, like with all these different Little subtleties in the rule, you know. You can always be like, "Well, I just misinterpreted it." You know, I just misinterpreted the rules. I didn't know. I misinterpreted the rules. I, I didn't know that that was um, that was a new rule. Sorry,
0: we're sorry. Anyway, practice officially starts next week, which uh, means. So so speaking of which, <laughs> what does John it mean? Rothstein, what I does it mean? Those- <laughs> what does it mean? It means that John Rothstein thinks the season started. I don't know if you follow. You you don't follow Rothstein. We got to fix that. By no, the way, no, I do. As I another do, aside, I
1: do follow him. I I've kept up with with everything John Rothstein over the past month and a half. Just, that's my just goal for, for you this, this year. reason. Just for just so I'm ready for this moment when you bring him up. I know what he's been talking about. He's all about Saint John's. That's been the new Dude, thing this morning.
0: My my goal for you this year is to for you to understand Rothstein. For you to be like, I get it. I get everything that he's about now. It makes total sense. That's that should be your goal for this season.
1: That's, that's just a, I'm gonna start calling Kyle's tattoo yeah. the rostine because I'm never gonna get it, but I do <laughs> love
0: where it's coming from. You know what I mean? Ow! <laughs> there you go. Um, rostine though, uh, rostine. I'm pretty sure counts the first day of practice as the official date. So like in in May, he'll tweet something like 146 days till college <laughs> basketball season. You're like, oh shit, that's earlier than I thought. Like it's it, the season's about to start. I didn't realize that. And then he starts counting down. And then you realize he, his countdown clock is the first day of official practice, which is not the same. So he's basically like shorting the countdown clock by like seven weeks or six weeks, whatever it is. Um, and and that's to be fair, John, that's a dirty play. I don't like it. Well, it's, I don't like how you do that. It's it's, um,
1: it's officially fifty days to real college basketball starting. But if you go to John Rossine on September fifteenth, he said only ten days until college basketball season. Hashtag countdown.
0: Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, anyway, so we're not yet to preseason. There's not a lot to talk about. Thankfully, I spent five days in Dallas, Fort Worth area, Tate, and I, I'm ready to talk about the next great rivalry in college basketball. Uh, we, we were on this early last year mm-hmm. that we commented on the – basically, Jamie Dixon taking over at TCU. He got TCU to the NCAA tournament last year. For the first time in I want to say twenty years, like ninety eight, I think they went. Yeah. Um, and I think like before that it was like in the eighties. Like they've been, they've been. It was like their second NCAA tournament in the last like thirty years. Uh, so TCU is back, but they were never really there in the first place. But mm-hmm. whatever, this is here. like, like TCU is at the <laughs> best point. Yeah, their basketball program is at the best point it's ever been in the history of its program. Meanwhile, SMU is doing SMU things. Uh, they SMU has a great program. Um. The, Struggled last year, had some injury problems, uh, probably wouldn't have been like super great last year anyway without the injuries, but um, they're in a good position. Like SMU is definitely a basketball school. They are, as I learned on my recruiting visit, they are the only Division One school in Dallas, Texas proper in the, the city limits of Dallas. So uh, they got a good thing going. And you and I said, brought this up last year, we're like, this could be a great, college basketball rivalry you got these two bigger schools kind of next to each other and um yeah there's there's
1: the Dallas Fort Worth like already built in sort of right. you know rivalry right. that's there cuz Fort Worth is like for people that don't know Fort Worth has like a it's own separate city you know what I mean? Like, it's like a nice downtown yes. area that is Fort Worth. And then, you know, all the Dallas people are like, welcome to Dallas. But then the Dallas-Fort Worth people are like, welcome to Dallas-Fort Worth. You know, but don't forget that hyphen. Mm-hmm. So it, all that stuff is already built in. And then you got Horn Frog people. And then you got the SMU. And then you got the religious background, right, with the with both schools and yep. it, it, private one, schools. One school
0: is Christian. The other school is also Christian, but, like, <laughs> slightly different. But just,
1: like, <laughs> not quite there. It's like the the Methodist and the Baptist going at each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. That little thing's going on. Uh, Basically,
0: like— <laughs> One school drinks grape juice when they do communion, and one school drinks wine, and I think that's like pretty much the only difference. Yeah, some people have crackers, on, other <laughs> people have actual
1: loaves of bread, uh, and you know yeah, that right there alone. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's dividing us. We're
0: not. Gonna they it started around. a war and they fought each other for three hundred <laughs> years. Over, no, <laughs> many lives were lost over the grape juice. Um, the grape no, juice. No, so like I weird. was, I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in Ohio, and I'm watching uh, the 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 TCU SMU like just kind of the arcs of their programs, and I'm thinking. That's a that's a rival that's going to be a rivalry. I'm calling it right now. 20 years from now, that's going to be a great college basketball rivalry. Mm-hmm. So my my brother lives in Dallas, and Ohio State was playing TCU in football, and I thought I'm going to stay with my brother. I'm going to go down, and I'm going to tour these campuses, Tate. And that's exactly what I did. And I guess I'm I'll, I'll go in order. So I went to SMU first, and yeah. here are my initial thoughts. Uh, I don't know what people's perception. Who have never been to SMU, or if you don't know much about SMU, is my perception before I got on campus. I knew like two things about SMU, and and I don't mean the school. I mean, or I don't mean the athletic program. I mean the entire university. The two things that I knew is that, or I knew three things. Let's let's say three things. Uh, one that the football program got the death penalty. Uh, two, the wait, Craig what? James killed five hookers. The the football program <laughs> oh, got the death wait. penalty. You uh, remember this, right? Oh yeah, Didn't forget. Okay. Pony uh, I thought you were weight waiting my second point. No I, didn't, is, uh, no.
1: I that was yeah, that I didn't even know that. More okay. to come. More to yeah. come. <laughs> yep. Okay.
0: The the second point was that uh uh Craig James killed the five hookers that meme mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. You know that meme tape. Yeah. Um I, I get it. <laughs> oh, we all know. Kyle's, Kyle's getting a tattoo of that. Uh <laughs> and the third thing is that the basketball program just got good like I would say if you put a gun to my head, I'd say like seven years ago, six years ago, something like that. Yeah. Like like 2011, my radar. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like that is when I started. That was it. That was all I knew about SMU. Um, and I knew it was in Dallas, I guess. My God. I, I, as soon as I stepped on campus, uh, I was blown away. This place has more like nothing. I texted you this as as when I got to campus. Nothing in the world has ever made more sense to me than the football program death penalty thing. After going on SMU's campus, just like seeing how much money this place has, it is it's staggering. It the neighborhood around SMU is rich as shit. Like there is so much obvious money on that part of the the country that like. As I was driving through it, I I turned down my radio. Have you ever done this? Like, you want to focus more? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm driving around in a neighborhood, like, looking at the houses and looking at the campus buildings and stuff, and I, I turned down my radio and, like, rolled down my windows so I could, like, take it all in as though it was, like, going to help me process what I was seeing in some way. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. I do that when I drive into nice neighborhoods. I don't know why, but, um, yeah, there's a ton of money there, Tate. So,
1: yes. That, that is, was the first that, thing that, that stood out to me. That is what Dallas is. Big money, Dallas. I mean, that is that is what they're about. Yeah, yeah. It's that's. Why do you think Larry Brown went there? And, so, uh, yeah, no doubt.
0: Exactly. So uh, SMU has a ton of money, and it's like a different kind of money. It's not like we get we sell a bunch of uh, 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 T shirts with an SMU pony on it, and then people all over Texas buy them, and we get some of that revenue. It's like. It's like no, like like half of our alumni own oil companies and are all billionaires and they just give us a shit ton of money. That's like the kind of money they have there. It's insane. Um the facility is incredible. Moody mm-hmm. Coliseum was awesome. I I really really want to go to a game there. Uh the the locker rooms were nice, the practice gym, like everything looked like I know they just did a big renovation, but like it looked like they did the, they finished the renovation last week. Uh it was it was very very nice. It was top of the line. I was very impressed by everything they had. I don't know if it competes with Nebraska's facilities. As we know, Nebraska has famously great facilities, Tate. Uh, but SMU's facilities were great. The money was awesome. I said in on practice, uh, Tim Jankovic said, I want, like, I, I got to meet Coach Jank. Great dude. He's got awesome hair. Yes. I think we should spend like 30 seconds talking about his hair and how he's perfected the, uh, you know, I have a theory that like the more product you put in your hair, the more you slick it back, the more you're cheating, which is why Steve Lavin, uh, you know, Sorry to say, like, I don't really trust you, Lavin. Um But Jankovic figured out a way to, like, have the slick back look to say, like, I am, because that's a, it's like, a, I am a good college basketball coach. Like, if you slick your hair back, you're like, I can recruit well and I can build a winner. Yes. But he keeps those, like, stray bangs. To let you know, it's almost like a mullet of and, college coaching hair,
1: and they're and they're dry. It's like I'm still a good guy. Yeah, like the front, yeah. is, the front is yeah, dry. It's, it's like you know, looking forward right. facing. I'm a I'm a good clean man that's just doing good clean work for college basketball. But then if you look at the back, it's slick back. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's it's a good face. Like for if it. he's perfect.
0: If he's if he's going into some some living room to recruit a kid who you know is like a down home kid, it's got like a a lot of morals to him and all that kind of stuff. He can very quickly like pull more banks forward and be like, yeah, I'm i I'm just like, I'm just like you guys. Yeah. Or if he's like meeting with some family that's asking for 200 grand, he can just run to the bathroom, throw some water on his hands, slick his hair back. And he's like, I'm ready to talk shop. Let's do it. Yeah. It, it, it's great. It's and the, versatile. And the number is one seventy
1: five. Um, that's
0: what he says. <laughs> um, he, uh, uh, at one point during practice, he he had my favorite insult. Uh, I've been to a lot of college basketball practices, but this is my number one favorite insult of a coach insulting his own team. He said, so SMU was doing something, and they're screwing up the drill, like the defensive drill. He blows his whistle, and he goes, he goes that was really, really good, guys. That was great for a high school team. I, I think you guys could be all state with that. Good job. <laughs> and then just blew the whistle to start the drill again, and I was laughing my ass off on the sideline because it was just like, it was so dry and subtle, and I, I, I bet like half the team didn't even really understand what he was saying. Um, but <laughs> They're the fact like, thanks, that coach. Said, Appreciate the fact that. that. He said, Yeah, th- yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the fact that he like basically said his team could possibly be all state in high school was hilarious to me. I loved it. Um, but no, I, I like the way he runs a practice, he runs a cool practice. He's, he's, he's a pretty chill guy. I like, uh, I like my time at SMU, so yeah. Do you have At, any thoughts? Absolutely, on what, I, what I've said.
1: I I have a ton of thoughts. First off, we we got to mention Doc Hayes, right? That's all they care about. Uh, talking about SMU is like the golden area, golden era of like their basketball program was Doc Hayes, and then it was like the dark times uh, with the death penalty. But then Larry, K- yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, Doc Hayes. You know, you know, classic, classic Doc Hayes. You know, nineteen fifties basketball down in Dallas. That's what it is. That's what people care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, who could forget? Who could forget? Just the, the some of the best of times uh, in the world of basketball. But when Larry Brown took over, uh, he took a bunch of uh, Carolina adjacent slash Carolina people, Kansas, Carolina people there with him. One of my good friends is down there now, and uh, they when Larry took over. Larry was no bones about it. Basically, like we're gonna build a powerhouse. Uh, I need fifty million dollars to rebuild this arena, um, and that's that's gonna that's all it's gonna take. And we're gonna be back. And that's exactly what they did. And since then, I mean, Larry basically was there to do as much as he could before the NCAA came calling. You know what I mean? Like it was basically like mm-hmm. we got to do all we can. You know, d- just get in the dirt. Get grimy, get muddy, and we're gonna see if we can get out of this. And he and he got him what, like three straight twenty five win seasons and, and then he had to step down because of course, as is tradition, the NCAA finally came came to SMU and said, Hey guys, uh, what's going on here? Hey, Larry and Larry
0: Larry Brown doing Larry Brown things.
1: <laughs> Larry Brown was like, Oh, who's here? Uh, okay, we'll lock that door
0: and I need about twenty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, by the way, is Larry Brown um I don't know what the perception is with other basketball fans, but for me, like I I still hear the name Larry Brown and I think like great basketball coach. First of all, he's a great coach. Yeah. Great man. Like, like I don't really think (laughs) my mind doesn't go to like, he's scummy. No, me either. I think that's like the greatest thing he's ever pulled off is that this dude has, (laughs) this dude has, yeah, he troubles followed him everywhere. He's gone. And he still somehow managed to like keep a reputation of like, Oh, Larry Brown. Like, like if, if, if some, if, if, I don't know Iowa. If Larry Brown like came out and was like, "I'm interested in taking over the Iowa job," if Iowa decides to fire Fran McCaffrey, like Iowa fans would be like, "Yeah, let's fire Fran McCaffrey. Let's get Larry Brown. Let's, <laughs> like, that sounds awesome. He's a legend. Let's get him in <laughs> here. Let's figure out. Yeah, he's it a out. legend. Larry Brown. We got to get him in here. He's a winner. Yeah. And and for some reason, like I don't know, I feel like he gets the benefit of the doubt, or maybe just like people don't realize that he's he's like he's he was the original Frank Haith, dude. He was crop dusting. Yeah. He takes a shit on a program and leaves the sanctions and and leaves the stench for someone else. Yeah, it's he great. was like he was God like you're him. you're welcome for your national title.
1: Oh wait, the NCAA's here. I'm going to need about 45 minutes and then I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, you know, he's like he's perfect. He's literally he's always been perfect. Even when Villanova won in 2016, uh I talked to Coach Brown and you know, he's working out with Jay Wright up in Philadelphia and the people loved him. You know what I mean? No one's like, "Hey, yeah. hey is it weird that Larry Brown's like around our Villanova program should be should we be worried about this?" It was like this is awesome, you know. He loves Philadelphia basketball. Coach Wright loves Larry Brown. It's great to have him around our players. You know, no one has ever, you know, sketched out like if Rick Bettino was hanging around the Villanova program, people would probably be like, "Hey, I, I don't think, I don't think I want that to be going on." You know, maybe we should pull back from that. But Larry, right? He, he's untouchable. And now, now he's in Italy. He's in Torino, and I've heard a lot of reports coming out of there that he's already pissing off everybody, like pissing off the Euro <laughs> League. Uh, like pissing off the players, like just basically like being like this is this is how I do things. If you don't want to do it, you can quit, and and that's why we love the him. players. Are like okay, we quit. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, coach. Well, uh, this is in college. I quit. He's like, what? What do you mean? No, you can't Wait, quit. What? <laughs> Wait, what? They can leave. Uh, yeah. So that, that's Larry Brown is just overall. I don't know how you could have any animosity towards him. I mean, I guess some people do. Uh, maybe if you got your program on probation, you might. Uh, but overall, I mean, the guy is unscathed for the most part. And even when you hear, like, Grant Hill or any of these, like, old like basketball players talk about their experiences with Larry Brown, for whatever reason, like, the only guy that says anything bad is basically – it's like Iverson sometimes will let it slip, you know, some of his frustrations will get like Stefan mm-hmm. Marbury will be the one that comes. but like no one of, of constant, like Chris Weber's not talking shit about him on the air or anything like that. You know, like he just, he just it's been great. able to stay like just the man forever. It's great. I, what can you say about it other than uh, Tim Jankovic was a great successor and it was a built-in program. They literally Larry Brown knew that there was a there was a time when he would get called by the NCAA and he had Jankovic ready to go, mm-hmm. which was I thought was genius.
0: It's great. Uh SMU, I like yeah, I liked their I liked everything about what they had going on there. I liked the way the practice ran. I liked the camp. The campus was incredible. I'll be yeah. honest, it was a little intimidating though. Like I'm a you know, well, I we, you've been to New York City with me, Tate. Uh, I get overwhelmed by nice things. I don't like nice things. Did you did I like you, simple things? Did so. you just
1: compare SMU to New York City? I think everyone at SMU, their heads just like spun around and blew off. That's their word. Dude,
0: have I you ain't been? No New on. Yorker. Have, yeah, no kidding. But have you been to like go? We have to go to a game there. Yeah, like the no, campus is like I don't understand how no one told me about this. That it's just. <laughs> It, it, there's too much money. It's ridiculous. like I, I thought. Like there was going to be a point where I just like w- like a guy would just be handing out money, like wads of cash. Yeah. Just like I, I don't know. That's, that's what Wednesday. I expected. Like like instead of handing out pamphlets, that's a like, out their pamphlets are written on like ten dollar bills, and they just start handing them out to people walking on campus. It's crazy. There's so much money. Well, that, um, that's how they
1: got in trouble last time. They were just bragging about paying all their players. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, look at us. We're the right. best. Like look at all this money in Dallas. Welcome to college football, big boys. Everyone's like, hey guys, you can't. That's <laughs> stop. Stop bragging about paying your players. Uh, so hopefully they won't do that. Can you, so, talk, about, can you talk about TCU? I, I don't know much about TCU. Yeah.
0: All right. So the next day I go to Fort Worth. Uh, and as you said, Fort Worth is very much a different city than Dallas. I don't think I, I've been to Dallas and I've, I think I've been to Fort Worth before, but I've never realized until I actually like drove the dis. I don't know. Until I like I'm older. May- I don't know. It started to make more sense to me. They are very distinct cities. Uh, that kind of hurt me, hurt my initial theory and that like SMU and TCU are next to each other because I thought, you know, again, living in Ohio and being ignorant, I was like, those schools can't be that far apart. They're a little bit further apart than I realized. Um, But then I gave it more thought. And I think that's a good thing because, as you said, it plays into like the Dallas versus the Fort Worth thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Fort Worth is definitely very much a different city. TCU didn't love the campus quite as much. Awesome campus. No question. If I went to TCU first, I would have been like, man, this campus is great. Uh, a lot of beige brick, though. Uh, SMU had, like, the multicolored brick, so points to SMU for that one. Um, TCU has, like, obviously the better, uh, uh, like, football stadium and and the, the branding, you know, like, the purple and the black. Insane colors. Great mascot. The Horned Frog. I, I found out that the Horned Frog is a real thing. Uh, mm. I'm embarrassed to say I didn't realize that was, like, an actual real-life animal, but it is. Um, great, great mascot, great uniforms, great colors, all that kind of stuff really liked their facilities. Uh, it, it wasn't as nice as SMU, but in a weird way, I think I liked it more because of that. Cause as I said, I don't really like nice things. Um, the story to tell from that though, is I'm getting a tour of all the facilities and the football facilities and the basketball f- facilities are like one in the same. They yeah, just like cool. basically butt up to each other. And you're, you know, if you're just like walking around, opening up doors before you know it, now you're in the football locker room. And then now you're in the football or now you're back in the basketball practice gym, but then you're in the football practice field. Anyway, uh, I'm getting a tours up and we walk into the football practice field and Jamie Dixon is on the 20 yard line flanked out wide and he's got someone in the athletic department in the middle of the field on the 20 yard line playing quarterback and Jamie Dixon is running fade routes to the corner of the end zone and yes. he's got a guy throwing him fade routes and he's catching them for touchdowns and like this was his, I guess he was working out and this was his form of workout. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, it was, it was like surreal to open the door and to see that happening. <laughs>
1: What does it con- um, does it concern you that football is his first priority though? Because that's that's ooh, that's a that, good question. That's, that's really the question. No, you know? he's at a football school.
0: Here's what here here's what I think. I think he's uh I think he's smart enough to uh you know this is this is something that like John Beeline certainly figured out. Well, is Michigan even a football school anymore, folks? You tell me. Yeah. Uh, John Beeline figured it out. Like Thad Mata had it figured out. Billy Donovan had it figured out. Rick Barnes even sort of had it figured out at Texas, that. You gotta if you're a basketball guy, instead of like being in a pissy mood that football takes precedent over basketball, you just gotta lean heavily into the football part and just be like, to to the point that you're almost like a part of the football program. Tom Green, you love the football program, yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> she Tom Green. I'm
1: I'm pretty sure Tom Green is the offensive coordinator of the Georgia football team this season.
0: Oh, you be! Oh, Tom Green. Dropped. My mind immediately oh. went to IU. I was, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?"
1: Yeah, he was Tom a big, big, Jordan, big, about, big, Jordan, Howard fan up there uh, at Indiana. <laughs> what
0: the hell are you talking about, dude? <laughs> um, so my my thoughts on TCU. Uh, I got I got to see TCU's practice. Desmond Bain is going to be great. I love this kid. Uh, he's from Richmond, Indiana. I'm from. Indianapolis and Columbus, Ohio, both. So Richmond's right in the middle, Tate. So this kid is from like basically the middle of my two hometowns. Uh um, he he's a he's not really a kid. I don't know why I keep saying kid. He's been on the team for a few years, but uh Brodzianski's gone. I know. Bain's gonna be the guy. He was he was incredible in practice. I like the way he was like, I don't know. I I kind of fell in love with how he was playing and, and at TCU's practice, and I just was like gravitating towards watching him punk the whole team. Jalen Fisher was not practicing. Yeah, I was gonna but, ask. Uh, yeah, where's Fisher? Yeah, he, he was just kind of walking around and, like, dapping people up and, and, and doing the thing where you, like, sit on the bench and you got a basketball and you dribble underneath your legs. Yeah, and that's my move. Try to look super cool doing it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, um, that is the move. So, TCU looks to be significantly better. I wouldn't say, like, that's not to say SMU is bad, but, like, TCU looks, like, looks pretty good to me, especially with Jalen Fisher. Like, I don't think they're going to be, like, Final Four good, but, like they'll be pre, they'll be ranked preseason and it makes sense as to why. Like they they have a pretty good team. I was pretty surprised though. Uh Dixon, I don't know what my perception necessarily was of him, but I I guess like just thinking back on his pit teams, I would have thought he was a more of a hard ass. Definitely not the case, Tate. He's like a very laid back dude and uh doesn't really yell a lot. And he makes his guys run sprints, but it's like he doesn't really yell when he makes it he just blows a whistle. He's like, all right, on the line. Let's let's go. You know, he just kind of says it like that. Um I don't know. I would have guessed just like based on the the stereotypes I had of all of his pit teams and just how like they seem to, to, Almost have like a Steelers vibe, to yeah. Like grind it out
1: thing. I don't know. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Like
0: when I would, I would have thought that he was just like a hard ass that yelled at his team, and they just all they did was defensive drills, and they just had like the 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 pads out, and they're just like beating the shit out of their players in every drill and stuff. That's what I kind of expected, but not the case.
1: Yeah, it's it, when I think of Jamie Dixon at Pittsburgh, I think about him like you know brushing his hair back, you know, frantically, like stressing out on the mm-hmm. sideline about you know someone getting in foul trouble or something. Uh, that's, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, especially with the football stuff too. It just seems like he, maybe he went down to TCU he's, and there's no real pressure because like we said, there's no, there's no precedent. So he's like, hey, we're trying to just build a program right now. I'm hanging out. I'm having a good time. I like Fort Worth. You know, why not?
0: Yeah, dude, he chilled out. He he was in Pittsburgh getting one seeds and losing in the sweet sixteen, and Pitt fans wanted him fired. And yeah. He was like, What the fuck? Like, I'm not, I'm at Pittsburgh. Like, you guys you guys have sucked forever. I'm getting you one seeds. Why do you want to fire me? And then he goes to TCU and he makes one tournament and now. They want to put a statue up. And he's like, This is great. I've I've found my place. i found my home. Um Did you ask him about Kevin's? You not have a lot of statues though. Did you ask him?
1: Did you did you I say did, not. did you say did, not. Did, did you D V R all those Pitt games last year? Because that would have been great.
0: I, I I didn't get a chance to talk to Dixon. He was busy running fade routes, and then practice started, and uh, that was. And then I had to go. I had to get out of there because I, I actually went and got some barbecue uh, at. I want to say I'm going to name drop for the TCU fans listening. Uh, Heim Heim barbecue. I think I hit him with the Heim. Mm. Um, but there was a, a guy on staff that was touring me around. That was showing me around TCU's campus. He he had played at Pittsburgh under Dixon. He was recruited to Pitt under Dixon, and then when Dixon left, he stayed at Pitt and played for Stallings. Oh my God! What did he say about <laughs> and, that? Uh, yeah, he just looked like—I mean, he looked—he looked like he had PTSD. Dude. Yeah. he just started talking about stalling. He was just like, "Oh my god,"
1: <laughs> he's like, "You should have seen how many softball games we had. It was miserable."
0: <laughs> um, um. So here's 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 my incamation. Uh, Dixon was a very likable guy. I I was surprised at how much I liked him, and then I realized after going to TCU, I realized I have a problem because I've probably made a few Jamie Dixon jokes over the, over the course of my lifetime. I mean. The guy did lose in the tournament with one seeds, and it was funny. And the loss to Butler in 2011, I'll kind of never get over in the sense that, like, I don't know how the hell that happened. Do you remember this game when Matt Howard got the rebound yep. and they fouled him, yep, like 94 feet away from the basket? <laughs> yes, and that's how they lost to Butler in the second round. Yep, uh, the Butler team that went on to lose in the national title game. Mm-hmm. Um, so all all of that said, like he, I was surprised at how likable he was, and like the practices he ran, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I realized. I'm I'm going down a very dangerous road with this stuff Tate because I was never really recruited in high school. I didn't get recruited. I had coaches from like tiny ass schools call me and they're like, "Hey, you want to play basketball here?" And I was like, "What school is this?" And they're like, "We're a legit school. Google us." And I was like, eh, I don't think so. I'm good." And that was pretty much my recruitment process. So to like get tours of facilities and to get uh, you know, just the the, the star treatment, it feels great. And I realized the problem with being easily bought, as we famously are on this podcast, mm-hmm. that it doesn't take much for us to 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 get our loyalties. The problem with being easily bought, Tate, is what happens when both sides buy you. Mm. Then what? Because that's that's where I found myself. Is like I had a fit, I, I leave SMU and I'm like, I'm I'm team SMU with this rivalry. Yeah. Then I leave TCU and I'm like, eh, I don't know. And now I'm stuck in the middle and I've I'm I'm in too deep and I'm I'm flying too close to the sun with this stuff and uh it's dangerous and I don't know what to do.
1: I think you got to pull the Jason kid. You just got to be pass first. You know, you just got to say both sides, and they come to you and they say, "What's what's the answer here? Where do you stand?" You just got to say pass.
0: Here's yeah, what I think. I'm couple doing.
1: passes in I, life. I, just pass. Can't do
0: it. I I just thought about this. Here's what we're doing. Uh, I think the game. I think the TCU SMU game is December fifth. I want to say because I looked it up as I was down there at practices and stuff. I think I'm going to go to the game, and I think I'm going to do the thing that I've said I want every recruit to do most notable, most recently, I mean, uh, Cole Anthony, when I said, I want Cole Anthony to come out and say whoever wins the national championship, that's what school I'm going to. I'm going to do this with the TCU-SMU rivalry. I'm calling it right now. It's a coward's way out, but at the same time, it's like, I put it in someone else's, I guess that's the definition of a coward's way out. <laughs> I just like redefined coward. You know, it's a coward's way out, but at the same time, I'm putting it in someone else's hands and yes. not make a decision for myself. That's all right. Um, I, I think that's the play, is that, I'm going to go to the game on December 5th. It's at SMU. I think TCU is a better team, but SMU is going to have the home court advantage. And we'll see what happens, Tate. And whoever wins that game, you have my loyalties for the rivalry of the future. Well, is that, fair? Is that least, a fair? Or is that a cop-out?
1: I would, I, I would say you get you get for 12 months, you have my allegiance until the next meeting. Mm, and then every single year... So you year, think I should... Yeah, yeah. I think you should just leave it up for debate, your fandom, every single year. And then let these guys earn it on the court. You know, That's what it is. And you just sit. Just, you sit. Just courts, be an open dude. Wear a shirt that says "Heart Divided" and it's purple on one side <laughs> and then red and blue on the other side. And you just sit courtside at every SMU TCU game, and everyone's like, "I, I want that guy to be a fan of me." And then you can, you have different shirts like, you can put on at oh the end my of the god. game. It's perfect. Heart divided.
0: I can be the trophy. Yes. You can be. Yes. I am the trophy. You oh my god! I like it.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> People are taking pictures with you after the game. This is a great idea. Yeah. Perfect.
0: This is a great idea. Oh my god, it's great! And then the best part is, is that like people are fighting for me forever. Oh, and I matter. I mean, I, <laughs> I really mean something. <laughs> what is it you my do? My fragile ego can be stroked for twelve months out of the year. Yeah.
1: What is it you do? Uh, well, I'm a big uh, TCU SMU believer. Uh, I'm a big fan of that program. They they try to win me over a year. No big so deal. No big deal.
0: The f- the funniest thing about all of it is that uh uh I asked both. The, the people, the coaches that I saw and met, and the people in the programs and the players and whoever else, uh, I asked them how they felt about the other school, and pretty much every single one of them said like, "There's no rivalry whatsoever. Like, we want to beat them, but like, we want to beat every team, you know? <laughs> there is no rivalry. like, there's there's no rivalry at all." <laughs> I was like, uh, like I was well, like, so this I was
1: like is, an SMU practice. This is not good for our content, so you better make up some bullshit right now." Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, I'm at SMU practice, and I'm like, you know, like like one of the managers comes over. And I'm like, so how about those fuckers from TCU, right? And they're like, what'd you, what'd you say? I was like, yeah, those TCU assholes hate those guys, right? And they're like, I don't know. We play them once a year. They're not in our conference, you know? We, yeah. we kind of hate Cincinnati more and, and UConn and Wichita State now. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, you know, uh, TCU hasn't really been great. We're we're just kind of coming up ourselves, so it's just a game. <laughs> I was like okay cool, and then I said the same thing to TCU, and yeah. they looked at me. They're like, "Bitch, we're in the Big Twelve. We're trying to beat Kansas." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like you are giving the exact wrong answer. So, so maybe yeah. we we like, all right cool. Maybe it's on us to figure out how to start the rivalry. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's really the test. It's like how do we get involved? We got to do a lot of ups. to to get them to hate this each other. This
0: is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do it this year, uh, December fifth. I just looked it up. They are playing December fifth at SMU. Um... You and I are going to do a series of false flag operations. We're going to go to to SMU's campus and paint their pony purple or some shit, and then go 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 to TCU's campus and be like grape juice sucks, wine's better, and spray paint that on the the quad, and just get get it going that way, and then have then pit them against each other and have them fight. That's we work in the media, isn't that how the media works? Is yes. that you divide people and mm-hmm. then make them fight over each other? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's our job. So. Yes, that's perfect. That's let's, what we're going to do. Let's do that. Uh, anyway, I had a great time. Uh, I know I'm boring the hell out of everyone because no one really gives a shit about SMU or TCU. I realize that, but that's the point, Tate. We're trying to make people care. We want this to be a rivalry. I I, I genuinely do. I know it's like we, we, we say a lot of things tongue in cheek. I genuinely do want this to be a rivalry because it makes so much sense to have two programs with a shit ton of money that are like kind of on the rise and are very close to each other. Um I really just want to see this be a rivalry. I want. I think SMU has to get into the Big 12, though. I think that has to happen at some yeah. point. And their football program is dog shit right now, so that's kind of holding them back. But I think for it to truly be like a real passionate rivalry is SMU has to get in the Big 12. So I still think we're a little ways away. But when it happens, you and I will get a, get a brag about how we were there first.
1: Yeah, and it's also, I mean, what is it? $50 million away from, from being in the Big 12? We've done it before. Yeah, that's it. We, we've we seen yeah, it before. Like, I, here Here's my pitch. If you are the SMU football, if you're the AD and you want your football program back, all you do is go, hey, Butch Davis, why don't you just come down here for about three, four years. We'll get a head coach in waiting. We'll let you get all this $50 million. You build as much as you possibly can until we get a phone call. And then once you get that phone call, exactly, you got to go.
0: And, you know, we, we already, see what happens. We've already done We already done it. have the fake— we've, yeah, we've already typed up the fake accounting books that we're going to show the NCAA when they come knocking. And also, like we already have it all planned.
1: Out. I, I go to Coach Davis and I say, "Hey, you ever heard of double jeopardy?" Yeah, that's right. We can't get the death penalty twice. No, no shit. Hey, let's dude, ta- let's try them out. Let's see. Dude, you're absolutely
0: right. They're not going to do it twice. That you're absolutely dude genius.
1: Yes, absolutely genius. Yes, yeah. well, test them. See if they'll do it twice. That's that's there's, that's where there's we're at. There's no way. This is America.
0: There's no way that the NCAA would, they, like, yeah, they're not going to do it twice. The, the, NCAA would be, the NCAA won't even look into it. They're like, they're going to say SMU is not that stupid to to do this again. <laughs> they're going to say, and SMU's going to be like, yeah, we wouldn't dare to th- think of that.
1: They're going to just show them the DVD. They're like, look what we did before. We've already done this. We're good. They're good. They're not doing anything wrong. And then they win a national title and it's all gone.
0: And it's gone. Um. <laughs> I went to the uh the Ohio State TCU game and then I went to a Cowboys game by the way. I know you're an NFL guy, so I wanted to share my thoughts on Jerry's World before Please. we wrap this up. It's called the Star, uh, right? Like the, okay- it's like
1: it's like the Death Star. I don't I'm pretty those. sure. Yeah, or maybe that's their practice facility. I drove by it when we were down there. I was with cousin Sal for that fantasy football thing. Uh, oh, that's the star. Yeah, yeah, the star. yeah, the star. Yeah, the star. My,
0: my brother lives up by the star. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the practice facility. That's the it's like a in, high school stadium too.
1: Yeah, it's the most intimidating thing I've ever seen. It's like Dude, how much did that cost?
0: I went to a I went to a high school game on Friday. I saw the number one team in the state. Uh, Allen, I want to say it's where Kyler, no, not Kyler Murray, yeah, Kyler, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray yeah, right? Yeah, 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 that's where yeah. he went. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where he went. He went to high school there. Uh, they've won like however many state championships in a row or like four and five years or what? Who gives a shit? Um, but <laughs> my, my God, dude, this, this, they had like this marching band from Allen. I, I the school was called Allen high school. They're playing on the rotate. They brought 700 kids in a marching band. I shit you not. Like they announced it. They were like, we are the largest marching band in the, the world. They Everything's bigger kids in Texas. In That's good. It was incredible. And then they have like a color guard, they have cheerleaders, they have like they have these uh they have these chicks that wear cowboy hats that are kind of cheerleaders but aren't <laughs> cheerleaders and they, they have like a special name for them. It was like like every goddamn student at that school has like a job to do on Friday night during the football game. It was incredible. There's there's like 2000 kids being involved in an official capacity at this high school football game and i'm like are there like the student section there was like seven kids that don't do anything and they're just like
1: <laughs> and they're all the losers everyone's like making insane. fun of them like pulling yeah. at them you're like what what is going
0: on here uh uh anyway have so uh i went to i went to a cowboys game and um it's tangentially related to college basketball cuz they've had the final four there they're going to have the final four there again at some point i think uh my the, the place unbelievable job that jerry jones did in segregating the poor people from the rich people it is one of the most like blatant things I've ever seen in my life. Um, I went to the Ohio State TCU game. We splurged for those tickets. Yeah, because uh, you know, yeah, of course, for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so I had like what you would classify as like rich people tickets for that game. Mm. Um, and then for the Cowboys game, I don't give a shit about the Cowboys and uh, J- Giants. Jerry I, would take
1: I'm offense a- to rich. It's wealthy, but yes, yeah. wealthy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, so for the Cowboys game, I, I think I think we just got like standing room only tickets and just kind of like we want the plan was we we're just going to like walk around the stadium during the game. I don't really, both teams are terrible. Who really cares? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to see the atmosphere or whatever. But uh, so for the Ohio State game, like I, I go in and I can like kind of go wherever I want. And I'm like, I didn't really want to go anywhere because I wanted to watch the game. But like anytime I needed to pee, I could just go use any restroom I wanted. Anytime I wanted to go to concession day, I go wherever I want. When I had the standing room only tickets, it was like I was like a fifth class citizen and they would like rope off everything and i had to like stand on the end zone and you couldn't you couldn't go anywhere the only the only place you can walk all the way around the stadium was the very top level you had to go all the way up to the top to walk around and it was incredible it was like they would show all these people on screen that like were obviously dolled up like these these rich dudes with their wives and they're all having a great time and they're all making like 57 million dollars a year and they're on the jumbotron waving their pom poms and shit and whatever and then you like walk around the stadium and you would never see any of those people. Yeah. It was never it was just like all fat guys in cargo shorts with like a towel on their shoulder that like when they would dap their friends up they'd snap their fingers. And that's like that was like every single Cowboys fan I saw.
1: <laughs> see, those are the cool Cowboys. It was fans, crazy. Right? Yeah, those are the those are the yeah. ones we like. Uh yeah, I don't I it's even hard to tell like on TV like what the atmosphere is really like in there because all they really show is like Jerry in the box, you know, sideline. You know what I mean? Like they don't really it's not for Dude, the, crowd. It's the most. Yeah, it's it's, the, it's for the spectacle.
0: It's the most segregated thing I've ever seen in my life. They they legitimately I the whole pitch that Jerry Jones gives is to the to the rich people they're like you will not have to interact with the poor. I'm going to make it so you don't have to see the poor. Yeah. You don't have to go into the same entrance as the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh they will use a different bathroom than you. Um and it'll be great. And then to the poor people he's like Hey, we're gonna build a stadium with over a hundred thousand seats, so you can you can find a way to get into the stadium, and that's awesome, right? And it's genius. It's 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 a ruthless move. I applaud Jerry Jones for, <laughs> for that. being
1: Jerry Jones. Jerry's never changed. Jerry's Jerry's still Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Jones,
0: thanks. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Um, Anyway, I had a fantastic time in Dallas Fort Worth. Thank you to uh, the the handful of people I ran into out there. Uh, you were very kind to me. Thank you to SMU and TCU for for the tours you gave me. Thank you to Top Golf. I went to Top Golf. To, I, ah. I tweeted at Chris Vernon too.
1: I, Are you serious? He, he was
0: he was very upset. Yeah, oh yeah! I swear to God, I went to Top Golf. That's his Dallas. nightmare. Yeah. Conley was uh, dude. with well, the funniest thing? I tweeted at Vernon and I said, uh, I, I sent a picture. I, I said like, you like what you see? And it was me standing with Top Golf in the background and um, he, he wrote he, he did so- I forget what he said back and then I said like uh, not to make it worse but Conley's on his way and then he he took that comment like 100% seriously yes. and was like <laughs> of course that's not true that's not true Conley has a celebrity bowling outing this weekend in Memphis <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like I know exactly As where a Mike Conley is matter of fact is, always yeah. actually <laughs> always mark that <Dice. laughs>
0: oh my god so uh, I love it um, Bruno. yeah that's it hey I got an idea for the podcast next week shoot that someone that follows that someone pitched it to us. And I think it's a great idea. Cause we haven't, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about it. Let's do a West coast only episode.
1: Mm. Um, are you I, cool with that? Yeah. AKA a, a Mark Godfrey episode. That's what I want to call Yeah. It.
0: We're going to do no numbers. No one's going to listen, especially after this, like people that listen to this show, are gonna be like, God damn, what's that podcast? become? <laughs> they talked about, <laughs> they talked about a tattoo and two programs that I've never given a shit about the entire show. Um, but uh, no, I think I think it's fun because like I think the West Coast is very interesting to me, um, especially what's going on in the Pac-12 with like Oregon and and with a- Arizona might be the third best team in the Pac-12, might be the fourth best team. Yeah, and you, Coach Hop, UCLA, uh, UCLA is on. the team.
1: Uh, UCLA is a team to watch out for too, just because uh, you know the the last minute switch and then getting those guys back, Wilkes and Hands. We're right, big, we're big fans of Chris Wilkes um, on this program, as you know. So yeah, a lot of stuff we, to talk about. On the West I want to talk.
0: Yeah. We could talk about Nevada, Gonzaga, or Nevada, Gonzaga. I don't know. Depends on how you pronounce them. Um, Don't zag when you zag. we, we, We might do that next week. So 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 if you're a West Coast listener, get excited. We'll we'll talk about uh like the three schools that are relevant out there. And I mean, if and if you're it. a college basketball fan, will be a 15-minute f- podcast. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, and if you're a college basketball fan, uh you can skip that one and then come back the next week and we'll skip get back that. to it. You know what I mean? So and We'll get
0: back to the Big 10 and the ACC. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: we'll get back to the big boys. Uh but yeah, no that'll be fun. I think we we owe the West Coast that. Obviously living out here too, people always ask me, you know, I a lot of UCLA people in my life will always ask me about their team. And I have to always BS and act like I know what's going on there. So now uh, I will do that on a podcast. Perfect.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll throw them a bone. Uh, we'll talk about just the West Coast stuff. Um, you got anything else before we go?
1: Uh, I do not. Uh, I'm keeping all eyes on all this recruiting stuff that's going around. There's a lot of people committing all over the place. Uh, I think. What's her- the
0: number one story in recruiting right this second?
1: Uh, Dan What's Hurley just got a big recruit. I think they're the number eighty-seven recruit. I think it's like Bo Knight is the Ooh, kid's whoa. name. Yeah. Ooh. So, so UConn, UConn, getting back on the recruiting trail, which is pretty good. Uh, does that make UConn of blue that. blood
0: officially? Yeah, by the, landing the number eighty-seven recruit. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, somewhere in there. Uh, and uh, there's just a lot of uh, Nico Mannion. This guy uh, went to Arizona over Marquette. Um, and you know, so Arizona, he was the number eleven player in the 2019 class. Arizona. Is, You know, back where we always thought they would be, which is on top of uh, the recruiting stuff. So, Sean Miller not missing a Mm. step,
0: dude. Sean Miller is so screwed by the like. I guess we can talk about it next week. It fits into the West Coast (laughs) thing, but he's like, he's kind of screwed by the uh, FBI. I guess that's why he's so pissed off. Um, I I, let's just talk about it next week. Yeah, but I I had some thoughts, but it's just it's just funny that like anytime he anytime he lands a recruit for the rest of his life, it's going to be like, oh, I wonder how he landed that recruit. But then the other funny part is like he's not necessarily vindicated by this, you know, like I think that's the, the other funny thing about the whole Arizona story is like the, the wiretap tape never surfaced. So I'm not saying Arizona fans do think this. I'm just saying there might be an inclination from Arizona fans to think, yes, our coach is clean. Our program's clean. Completely ignoring that. Like Book Richardson was still. Yeah. People were still. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Uh,
1: The FBI. (laughs) It doesn't mean you're clean at all.
0: Yeah, you're not actually clean. It just means that Schleybach never found that tape or, you know, like he made up the tape or whatever. It's just a very interesting dynamic. We'll talk about it next week. Though. We'll talk we'll, about we'll, it. We'll
1: I, I'm, still, I'm yeah. still waiting for Schleybach to like put like a, a control release version of that tape with him just talking over it, talking shit to everybody that was doubting him and especially us. So maybe one day that'll happen. I doubt it. Uh, I'm excited for the West Coast episode. I'm excited to talk about college basketball. We're so close to everything really starting up. It's
0: It's very, very close. Kyle, do you have any parting thoughts on your tattoo that you want to
1: share with the world? Anything you've reflected on in the past hour? I I got nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. All right. So he's still doing well. (laughs) Great. Blank slate. Well, not
0: really. So you're telling me in the last hour, you've given your tattoo the same amount of thought that you gave before you got the tattoo. (laughs) In the hour (laughs) before, yes. Yeah. Just like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, let's fucking do it. That's why we love you, Kyle. (laughs) That's why... You're a producer. And I take back everything I said bad about even though, you know, we wanted to record this podcast a little earlier today and we got bumped for Rossillo, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that comment today. I can't because you got the tattoo. So I can't even say that, you know?
1: Yeah. You can't. You can't anymore, <laughs> Titus. Even though Rocillo's right here I, I and uh Kyle's, Kyle's waiting outside. Kyle, Kyle, this Kyle's, Kyle's now leaving. Uh he's apologizing to Rossillo Uh <laughs> Rosillo just gave me the finger and is now threatened to arm wrestle me. I gotta get out of here. <laughs>
0: nothing changed that is the show uh that is the show thank you for listening if you are west coast team get excited for next week we will talk about the west coast basketball until then save the crew